Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I am your host, Emmy Morgan. And it's my first quarantine birthday this year. Well, hopefully last. Um, I celebrated it on Friday. And it went pretty well, actually. I'm not going to lie. Um, what I Sorry if you hear my TV in the background. I'm, I'm watching Property Brothers. And I'm, like, almost at the end, and I don't want to miss it. Um, I should probably just pop in. Um so what I did was I took half a day from work because, again, I am working from home now. And I went to Cheesecake Factory. And I ordered myself a little little birthday cheesecake, the celebration cheesecake. Oh, my gosh, it's so good. Uh, so then after that, I came home. I actually went to the store, actually, sorry. I went to the grocery store after I picked up my food at Cheesecake Factory. Uh, What they're doing is you order your food online, then you pull up to the curb and they give you your food. They put your food in like the side passenger window. So when I went to the grocery store, I still saw some people walking in with nothing, no protection whatsoever. And then you have... This one woman, she had a freaking hazmat suit on from head to toe. And it's just, like, so crazy, the differences. I have a little um, face mask, and it's got dragonflies on it. So I had my little face mask. But am I the only one that when I'm wearing my face mask, I, like, hyperventilate? I think I'm, like, part claustrophobic or something. Because when I get that thing on, it just, like, gives me a panic attack. Like, oh, my God, my breathing has to be restricted. It's not very breathable. And so my my um, breathing gets really deep and, I don't know, whatever. I calm down, but initially it's just like, oh, so annoying. Um, but you got to do what you got to do, right? I was asking my friend, I wonder if this is the new normal. You know, is this the new normal that we're going to have to um, abide by going forward or is it just temporary? I just wonder. Because even, let's say, when I go to the movies, when they reopen movie theaters, obviously we're going to be sitting one seat apart, but ticket prices might have to go up because they're not filling the seats. And I I just think this is just going to be a whole mess. Even when we get back to normal, I just think it's going to be a mess. And I go to lux level, so do I take my mask off when I'm eating my popcorn and my food? Like, ugh. This is just this is going to be a lot. A um, couple states like Georgia and um, Florida are starting to reopen. And even um, people in other states, though, like California and um, I forgot where, uh, they're protesting that closed. And it's just so funny how 
these same people who are conservatives and they call themselves good Christians, conservatives, even though they're xenophobes, um, if you don't know what a xenophobe is, it's somebody who doesn't like anybody that's different. So if you're Spanish, if you're black, if you're LGBTQ, they just like their race and that's it. They're heterosexual, cisgender race, and that's it. Nobody else. Everybody else is not cool to them. Um, So it's just funny that these same people that are pro-life and women shouldn't get abortions and men shouldn't have to use contraception. And, you know, when, when they say people were protesting my body, women were protesting my body, my choice, they were like, no, you got to think about the life here. You have to think about other people other than yourself. But these same people are now going on protests saying, I don't want to wear a mask. I don't want to socially distance my body, my choice. And I say to them, you got to think of other people. Just kind of funny how that came back around. Um, yeah, it's just strange. It's very, very strange how these so-called Christian um, xenophobes are spinning everything without forgetting what they've said in the past. And there was actually... Um, weird. They took their, I forgot where, but somebody took the Village People's Anthem YMCA, which is about gay men going to the YMCA to hook up, and they turned it into MAGA. Um, so that means somebody heard the YMCA song and thought, let me change it. That's weird. That's very strange. I wonder if they got licensing approval, which they probably didn't. So now they're going to be sued. Yeah. Interesting. Um, uh, yeah, so I also want to talk about, for my birthday, I got a message from one of my celebrity crushes. Um, I didn't, like, do this whole big thing or whatever, but... There was just a couple of things that kept happening on my birthday that I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. For example, um, I'll get back with Bubby question in a minute. Ryan Murphy decided to release a seven-part miniseries called Hollywood on Netflix for my birthday. Thank you, Ryan Murphy. I appreciate it. It was so good. It told the story of it was almost like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but this was, like, not about the Mansons. It was about, like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Silver Screen. What would happen if a black woman ascended to Oscar status? What would happen if gay men were um, able to come out back in the 40s? And it it was so well done. The acting, the writing, what would happen if a woman took over the studio. And Oh, it was just so good. I loved every second of it. And the kid that looks like Henry Cavill, David um, Cornsweet, he doesn't look like him anymore, really. 
I mean, he he looks similar, but he kind of, I felt like he stepped away from looking like him now. So he doesn't look like him as much, but he still does look like him. He was the main character. And it's so funny because I don't want to give anything away or spoil anything, but I said something to, because I was talking to the TV the whole time. I said something to the TV and then one of the characters mentioned the same thing that I said. And then the next thing you know, the character develops. I'm like, oh my God, it's like an interactive TV show. Can they hear me? It was just so funny. Um, what a good show. What a really good show. I binged it in no time. Yeah, it was amazing. Also, I am just discovering Outlander. I don't know why nobody told me about it. Tobias Menzies is my new celebrity crush. He is so, he plays a dual role. He plays Frank in 1948, and then he plays Frank, Frank Randall, and he play, uh, who's married to the main character. So the premise of Outlander is Frank, the main character, is married to Claire, another main character, they go on their honeymoon. They're both English. They go on their honeymoon in Scotland, and she touches these stones and gets transported back to 17-something Scotland. And she meets Jamie, who's played by um, Sam Hewen, who whose birthday is April 30th, a day before mine. Happy 40th, Sam. And they also encounter Frank distant relative, I think it's great-great, no, I think it's great-grandfather, um, Jonathan Randall, who is a sadistic British soldier. He, these two could not be different. Frank is, like, gentle and sweet, and Jonathan is a sadistic prick, and that's an understatement. This guy is pure evil, and I just, I'm stunned at the range of that this actor has, and I don't know why he wasn't nominated for an Emmy. I don't know why he hasn't gotten any awards for this. He is superb, which is kind of crazy because he's also Prince Philip in The Crown, and it's like how every character is totally different. I don't, I don't know. It's crazy. So crazy. Um, but yeah, what a good good show. It's like Game of Thrones with a love story. It's very gory, but it also takes a lot of sex. Um, it's good, though. I, I really, really like this show. I'm on season two? Or three? Maybe three. I don't remember. But I've had to stop that. Just like I'm still I'm still I'm currently watching four shows. Schitt's Creek, Buffy, Sopranos, and Outlander. Oh, and then I get interrupted and I watch other shows. Um, but getting back to my celeb crush, I had told one of my celebrity crushes, you know, oh, my birthday's next week. Make sure you do something nice for me. Ha, ha, ha. And on my birthday, he remembered and he sent me a message unprompted. And I was so floored. And I was like, wow. That would be Joshua Murray. Thank you. Oh, I'm going to marry him. I swear I'm going to. He's just amazing. Um, somebody else contacted me. I forgot who. 
forgot what other celebs are doing, but um, yeah, I just felt, and I said this, um, I was actually on another podcast, which came out on my birthday as well. If you go to um, search for Let Me Be Frank, wherever you listen to other podcasts, I was on that podcast and we were talking about transgender dating. And that's with Frank Anthony, who's been on this show before. I was his first guest on his very first episode, and I'm so excited. He was just, he, he's amazing. He's, he's good at what he does. He's a good listener, too. Um, but I was telling him on that show that um, I'm single, but I'm not alone, because the messages I had gotten from friends, from family, from just so many people. Like, it's crazy. No, wait, I didn't tell him that. Sorry, I told somebody else that. But you still listen to it. It's a really good show. Um, we, he asked me some really in-depth, cool questions about transgender dating and myths about trans people. And, and it was really good to get someone else's perspective because I know my point of view and I don't know what cisgender men think. I don't know what gay men think. I don't know what bi men think. I don't know. I just don't know what everybody else thinks. So it was good to have Frank ask me some questions that were pretty in-depth. Again, it's Let Me Be Frank um, by Frank Anthony. Um, Yeah, but Getting back to it, I I felt so much love on Friday. Just like the messages, they were nonstop. They're still coming in today, if you can believe it. And it's just so cool. And I feel like, like I said, like I'm single, but I'm not alone. And I'm definitely not lonely. And it's just oh, such a good feeling. Um, and I got in touch with people that I hadn't heard from in a while. It's just nice. Really nice. So thanks everyone for the birthday wishes. The other show I'm watching is anything that that begins with RuPaul's because I'm obsessed with RuPaul's drag race. I binged RuPaul's UK drag race. And every for the next there's two more episodes left of RuPaul's celebrity drag race. So loving it. If you haven't seen it Oh, my gosh, you have to. Obviously, from the title, celebrities go on show and get made up into drag. And it's just so amazing to see some of the transformation. Oh, my gosh, it's worth it. Definitely check that out. And the last show that I'm watching, they released three episodes last week. And then they released another episode this week. Um, it's called Defending Jacob. I'm pretty sure I went over it before, but it's with my other husband, Chris Evans. He plays a Boston DA whose son gets accused of murdering a classmate. There's just something missing from the show. And I think I figured out what it was today because I just watched the episode this morning. The new episode this morning. This character that he plays is supposed to be different from Captain America. 
He's married. He has a child. He's an attorney that will do anything for his child. But there's a, like a, an element missing, and I couldn't figure it out. If they had just done, in the very beginning of this, one love scene between he and his wife, or he and his wife, who is played by the ridiculously talented Michelle Dockery from Downton Abbey, a scene where they wake up in the morning and they just talk, pillow talk, a scene where he, Chris Evans' character, Andy, makes breakfast for his son or something. Did There's just... I'm not feeling connected to his character. The story's good. I mean, Cherry Jones plays the son's lawyer. I can't remember the son's name, but he's from... He plays the main character in the It movie, It in It Chapter 2. But there's just that one element missing of, like, it doesn't feel, like, it feels like a little disconnect, like I'm a little disconnected from the character. I don't feel like this is a character that's in, or that's a family that's in love, uh, the little boy plays it really, and it's so crazy to say this, sorry, but the little boy and the mom, Michelle Dockery, have, like, such a cohesive type of relationship. Maybe it's on purpose that they didn't do this. And, like, little things that the, the kid does, like, he'll go up to his mom and, like, put his head right in her chest, and she'll kiss the top of his head. And I'm like, okay, I believe them. I just don't believe that Chris is their, the husband and the dad. It's just, there's something missing. And maybe it's part of the story, but, oh, it just, it drives me nuts. Every time I watch the show, I, I feel like I'm watching Captain America. And I know I shouldn't be because the story is totally different. The backstory is different. Everything's different. So it's just like, hmm, I wish they had done something. It's just it's missing that one piece. Um, oh, darn it. The Josh, the Josh thing was my Eva Mendes moment. Sorry. I should have waited. But yeah, the Josh Murray moment. Um, the email was my Eva Mendes moment. I was very happy. I was totally surprised that he remembered. And of course, once again, Gina Togliani sent me a birthday email. Oh my gosh. She is the best. I freaking love that woman. Oh, she's so amazing. So I have to, um, I don't know how to say this. I don't know how to begin saying it. I hope. Now, it's going to be a rare day in hell, I'm sure, because he's got better things to do. But if somehow Nick Vial hears this podcast, um, I hope he takes the time 
kind of mend fences with people. Like, I'm a nobody, right? Nobody cares about my opinion. Um, and I mean that by Hollywood standards. But he's got this amazing platform for his show, The Vial File. And I don't know. I feel like he just kind of creates feuds here and there. Like, every time I look up, he's got another feud. And the thing is, people listen to his podcast. For, for me, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't like the Ask Nick questions. I don't like the Bachelor recap on Tuesday. So he does Ask Nick on Monday, Bachelor recap on Tuesday. I listen to the Wednesday show. I, I, I just, I don't know why I love it. I just do. But I feel like it's a different person with each show. The Ask Nick, he's very sympathetic when people call in. And he gives, he gives great relationship advice. And I know that people are going to say, you know, he's been on Bachelor Nation four times. How could he give great relationship advice? Well, a doctor doesn't need to be sick in order to treat a patient. You know what I mean? I think it's people who can see things from a, a different perspective, like an outer perspective, are, are able to um, not diagnose, that's not the word I want to use, are able to see the forest for the trees, you know? And some of his advice, I mean, I've listened to it before. When he first started his podcast, it was celebrity guests, bachelor recap, and um, ask Nick all in one show. And his advice is pretty damn good. I'm not going to lie to you. People always come to me for advice as well, so it's weird. Um, but then you jump to, because I've listened to, like, I think maybe one of his Bachelor Nation type of shows, and I just, it's so strange, because listening to his show, he, he once said that being referred to as one of, you know, his Bachelor past makes him a little bit uncomfortable. He's insecure about that. But then he gets on this platform and let me tell you how big his show is. His show is so big, people that go on get quoted. So Entertainment Tonight, E! News, Inside Edition, when they talk about celebrity gossip, they quote his show because they have listened to his show. So he's got this huge platform, and he just attacks people. And it's just strange. Like, why would you do that in Bachelor Nation? He, when Luke Parker was on Hannah's season, he attacked him, which is fine because, you know, Luke was a bad guy. But I guess if I was him, I would have I had words off camera, off the podcast, and maybe been a little bit diplomatic about it. Like, oh, Luke Parker, he's, he's a difficult character. I can, you know see him, how people could think he's a, a villain. But no, he was like, I hate him. I can't stand him. And then towards the end, he's like, well, he's a nice guy. And it's just like, Ew. 
I don't know. It's weird. Um, when you have a bigger platform, you have bigger responsibility. And he's not a professional by any means. He, he doesn't have a degree in journalism. But, yeah, you just, I don't know. I just think that there is a good person deep down, and he's just, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes he doesn't want to express that. Um, I've heard him, like, once or twice apologize, but I've also heard him make excuses on his show. And lately his show has been pretty consistent. In the beginning, oh, my goodness gracious. I wanted to reach through my phone and strangle him. He was really abrasive sometimes. And I don't know. I just I just hope that during this quarantine he has like a come to Jesus moment and he sits down with himself and just reexamines stuff. And I hope he spends an entire podcast just realizing his platform, realizing what his goal is for the platform that he has as well. Um, Mine is to inform and educate and let people know you're not the only one out there. That's my goal. So my books, my podcast, and to let you know when they say, I hope one, I've made a difference in one person, just to let you know, when I started the interview with Frank, he said, and I quote, it's only fitting that you're my first podcast guest because you inspired me to do this. That's why I do what I do. It's amazing. I just inspired him to create his own platform. That's amazing. Like, think about that. Every time I look up, Nick's got, like, somebody hating on him. It's like, has Nick inspired anybody? I'm not saying I'm better than Nick. I'm just saying, like, what is the purpose of him doing what he's doing? I just hope that... I, I hope that he finds some sort of inner peace that makes him change a little bit. He's, he's got some funny stuff in him because some of his videos... I don't follow him on Instagram. Um, I'll tell you in a minute. But... His, some videos he, he, like, posts, oh, my gosh, he's got a sense of humor. And it's not just like a, I don't want this to sound racial, but sometimes white people think that they're funnier than they actually are. Um, and sometimes, you know, with black people, I feel like we can make fun of race in a funny way um, to kind of dull it down. And I don't think that... I don't know. I'm talking on my ass. Never mind. But sometimes stereotypical white humor is not funny. But Nick is actually, he has, he has some funny bits. And sometimes I'm like dying laughing. So I think that, like I said, I think I'm pretty sure, like 99.9% sure that there is a good person in him. I just wish it would come out more. Um, yeah. So... I'm going to put that out there. I'm going to hope that the best comes from Nick and he, he becomes a, a more well-rounded person. Um, I also do want to make a shout-out 
she, my former um, coworker Samantha, her brother passed away, Scott, and I want everybody to just give her some virtual love and virtual hugs because oof, I just can't imagine. He had a wife and kids, and I just I'm thinking of you, Sam. Mwah. Oh, so sad, so sad. Um, yeah. So what else is going on? Um, I thought of something and then I just forgot. I don't know. I think I think that's pretty much it. Oh, one more thing. I just have to say this because I have the platform. Again, I probably have said it before, but I just want to reiterate it if I did. If you have gotten a stimulus check, you cashed it, you spent it, bravo. Good for you. You needed it. For all those people that said if you didn't vote for Trump, you shouldn't take that stimulus check. Let me just tell you folks, because I'm talking directly to you. This stimulus check did not come out of his pocket, number one. Number two, he is not the only one that approved it. And number three, this isn't for him. It's not from him. It's not about him. This is about us as a country needing to pay for things, needing to live. I mean, this this jerk-off tried to stimulus checks, or excuse me, take away stimulus checks for people married to immigrants. He literally said, oh, if you're married to an immigrant, you don't deserve a check. Why not? That person is American. And this is what I mean by I say that he divides America. He's trying to pick and choose who, can, who he feels is more American than him or somebody else. And he's giving stimulus checks to people with more than $75,000 and who aren't suffering, who aren't impacted wholly, who aren't losing their homes and losing business and all this stuff. He's giving them checks just like everybody else. So the person that lost their job and has to pay for groceries and has six kids is getting a check of 1200 plus 500 for every child they have. And then so is the same person who's got a two-car two garage home, who's got savings, who, who, who really doesn't have to worry, who's probably working from home. Let's just put it out there. I'm not saying everybody at that level is, but some are. And I don't get it. I just don't get it. Um... Yeah, but that check is for, excuse me, the individual that needs it. It's not based on, oh, if you voted or not. Because if we were in this situation with another president, I'm sure the stimulus package would still go through anyway. So it's not specific to him. I just want you guys all to know that. So... Um. Yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, it's going to be a short show today. I didn't really have a ton of topics. I did want to just hop on and 
celebrate my B-Day, my quarantine B-Day, um, I'm looking to do, obviously, more guests, more guest hosts in the future. So I'll keep you posted. Keep looking on the show's website. Thanks again, everybody, for listening um, around the world. And I appreciate it. I hope everybody stays safe. I hope everybody looks out for each other and just takes care in general. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope you have an amazing rest of your weekend. Bye, everyone. Still thirsty for more tea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Spilled Tea PC. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Spilled Tea.